0: Georgia Tech tomorrow in Georgia. Syracuse taking on the Yellow Jackets for going for win number 13 this year after a heartbreaker against Miami that we've talked about at nauseam. Uh Let's get right into it. We'll preview the game, predictions. We'll let you know everything you need to know about Josh Pastner's team. It's on Locked on Syracuse. It's right now.
1: Are locked on Syracuse.
0: Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on your Friday episode of Locked On Syracuse. Thanks so much for being with us today and every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, okay, let's get right into it. Syracuse taking on the Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech. Uh, the Yellow Jackets are 8-10 and ten on the season, 1-7 and seven in ACC play, and they have lost uh, the last, what is that, 6 out of the last 7 games? 8 out of the last, or uh, excuse me, 7 out of the last 8? Uh, something like that. They're bad, man. They're not very good. But their one win is against Miami, so that's the only piece of information that could be a little bit troublesome because, of course, Syracuse did lose to Miami, although albeit it was close, uh, Georgia Tech got them. Uh, So this is a team that over the last couple of years has given Syracuse some trouble. Um, The players uh, that contributed to that are no longer on the team. That was, of course, Jose Alvarado, who's now in the NBA, Moses Wright, who had a little flash in the NBA, and then Michael DeVoe and those guys. Those are probably the names you're used to when you're thinking of Georgia Tech. Those guys are all gone. It is now the Miles Kelly show. Kelly uh, is a second year player. Last year, four and a half points per game. This year, 13 and a half points per game. Six four guard. He's going to be uh, probably the biggest contributor for the Yellow Jackets. And then, as well as him, is Dallin Coleman, another second year player. Uh, this team, this Yellow Jackets team, is not huge on scoring, nor are they huge on defense. They're not that good. They are 216th in the nation in scoring, 202nd in scoring defense. So that kind of gives you a little bit of a grasp on where they are. No eye popping numbers uh, when it comes to this team. But at the same time, this is the kind of game with Syracuse being on the road in Atlanta, I get a little bit worried about.
1: Bones, I'm going to come out with a hot take today. Oh, no. This team sucks. They are not a good basketball team. It's true. I, I'm looking at. I'm looking at trying to find like what is worrisome. And outside of the fact that they beat Miami, I don't know what is right. I look at the resume. There's not much that they really have to offer. I look through all the Ken Palm stats. There's nothing that's really incredible. I look at the team. Like it's, it's a very underwhelming team. And a very, I guess, underwhelming game at that, given the way Syracuse has performed this season as well. I, I don't think I'm worried. I'm looking at their recent success that hasn't been there. As you mentioned, they've lost six of their last seven, seven of their last nine. This is not a great team. They're not playing good basketball. They're not winning basketball games. They have an overtime loss to Notre Dame, which I guess is like the closest they really got. This Florida State team, they beat—they lost to Florida State who's not very good. They, you know, lose by 11 to Pitt. They lose by 12 to NC State. I, I don't know what they have to offer. I, I want to say, you know, this is a tough game. This is a team that's got something, or here's the sneak attack, or this is what you got to look out for. And outside of insert random player who gets hot from three – I don't know what the true worry is for any team squaring up against Georgia Tech at this point. So you say all that, and I agree with you,
0: but Syracuse is still only favored by one point, <laughs> which is the thing that is a little bit worrisome. Uh, and I'll put it right on the table. This is a non-negotiable game. Syracuse must win this game. I mean, at the like, seriously, they have to win this game. Uh, And people are going to tell me I'm being dramatic and that there's time, blah, blah, blah. But if you want to play in the tournament, you got to beat these teams. The good teams still have to beat the bad teams at the end of the day. You can't just play decent against the good teams and think that's going to get you anywhere. you got to beat the bad teams. Uh, And Georgia Tech falls into that category. They're not very good. Uh, Syracuse hasn't been playing as well as it can be, but that's no excuse. They need to win this game. Uh, and it being on the road, like I said, is the thing that worries me because, as we know, road games uh, for the better team this year have been total toss-ups, uh, and you just have to think that home field or home court advantage is going to uh, have something to do with it. But you know, at the same time, I don't know how much these Georgia Tech fans are getting behind their one and their eight and ten team, one and seven in the ACC. Uh, but still, you know, this is also the kind of game uh, that'll give some guys an opportunity to really shine. This could be a game where Chris Bunch goes off or Judah has a huge bounce back after getting a lot of backlash after that Miami game. You know he's hungry and he wants to make a statement after getting a ton of flack uh, for only having three points in that Miami loss. And maybe Jesse comes up big, Malik Brown. Uh, Maybe we get some answers to the questions that we've been asking for what seems like way too long now. Uh, But still, I mean, I think that it's probably going to be closer than we all
1: think it is, regardless of what should happen. I think you nailed it. This is a game you have to win. This is not a must win in terms of resume building. It is a must win in terms of pride, in terms of fan engagement, in terms of what you can expect anything to happen uh, for the rest of the season, what you can expect for the rest of the season, right? This is a game you have to win. Inexcusable loss at this point in the season – and I think you bring up a good point in that this is a game where you probably are going to see some things happen from guys that maybe aren't your uh, your trio of, well, I guess everyone's name starts with a J, your Jesse, your Judah, and your Joe trio. Uh, this is a game where I, I do think it presents a good opportunity for someone else to be, you know, a big time contributor. I don't know who it might be. You mentioned it. It could be, right, obviously I just threw him in the trio there, but this could be the huge return from Judah obviously wants to prove himself, obviously wants to do something. But this is also a game where, you know, some of these guys that have not been incredible can come in and and show out and, and have a strong performance. And I think that's sort of the matchup that they present. This is not, you know, a Georgia Tech team that is is presenting a ton on the interior. I feel like I'm saying this a lot down this stretch that Syracuse has played, but, you know, it's a similar situation. It's a small team. Georgia Tech is a small, small team at this point in time. Uh, In terms of, right, they have 6'7", 6'7", 6'6". They have a 6'11 guy that doesn't play a ton. He averages under 20 minutes a game. So for over half of this game, the tallest player that Georgia Tech is going to have on the floor is 6'7". And it's not 6'7 with some size. It's 6'7", 214" right? This is not a huge 6-7 player. So you've got a good opportunity for, you know, another big Jesse game or a Malik Brown game, or maybe uh, there's not as much size that Taylor and Bell have to compete with or Benny has to compete with that they can have some success and, and crashing the boards and, and get into the rim and things like that. It's another one of these opportunities, and this has been a stretch where Syracuse is playing teams that are smaller than they are or lineups that Are smaller than they are and they've taken advantage of it at times but this is another opportunity that they can do that and and use that to their advantage uh so i'm curious to see you know i'm actually going to take away the comment i made about who outside of the trio i'm just curious to see who shows out in this game because it's it presents a really good opportunity and a really good matchup for a lot of different guys to have a standout night and i i think it could actually come from anywhere
0: I think you're, you're probably right about that, considering the size difference on these two teams. Okay, let's take a quick break. Uh, this one brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. It's all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, they got those too. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, Um, we are talking Syracuse-Georgia Tech Uh, on today's episode of Lockdown Syracuse. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine, with you. This game, like I said, Owen, incredibly crucial uh, for Syracuse's postseason chances, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I mean, they really just need this game after coming close. uh, and Losing games they shouldn't have lost, it's time to kick it into overdrive. Uh, And really, you know, set the tone for this four game stretch coming up that we've spoken about so much, where you're at Tech, back home against UNC, at Virginia Tech a couple days later, and then a couple days after that, back home against Virginia. You got to start off strong right here at McCamish Pavilion. Uh, What do you think they do besides exploiting that height uh, to win this game? For me, just so I can give you an out here to actually think about something before I put you on the spot. Uh, For me, I think Joe Girard, we need a Joe Girard takeover game, right? I mean, when is the last time Joe Girard actually like exploded and went off and shut up the haters for a little while? Because Girard, I feel, I mean, he's been criticized his entire career at Syracuse and, and whether or not you believe it's warranted is up to you. But the guy has had great games, and that much is undeniable. He has been really, really good uh, at certain points, and he's been really, really bad other times. But Syracuse has not gotten a really, really good game out of Joe in what seems like a long time. Uh, I, I just, I'm just i waiting for Joe to show us once again that he's capable of 25 on any given night. And against Miami, he had 21. But I just want a lights-out game from Joe where if he's putting it up,
1: good chances going in. I like that. I, and, you know, he played against Louisville. He, he had the game against Richmond early on. Uh, he, he's had those games where he has shown it this year. But it would be cool to see him him have a day like that, especially because he struggled from three, um, despite the fact that he was he was able to score and, and find success in other ways in that game against Miami. He did struggle from three. So, you know, you want to see him sort of bounce back and, and shoot at a decent clip and be able to have that sort of success and things like that. So I'm, I, I agree. I'm interested to see sort of how he he comes into that situation and how he goes about it uh, and what he can do. What I really want to see in, in this game, honestly, is I would just love to see the ball move a lot and running an offense and, and going through, you know, what we started to see against Miami. I thought the offense looked pretty good, and they were able to – to find some different ways of scoring, and that was through Jesse, and that was through Joe, uh, and Benny. I think played a solid game. I would love to see him build off of that, but it doesn't happen a ton. Where you know you just, at least this season, have had that pure game where where everyone's sort of jumping in and everyone's getting it. And I would love to see a game where you have five double figure scores. I don't care who the five are. In all honesty, I would love to see a game with five double figure scores for Syracuse just meaning that they're moving the ball around they're they're distributing the man who is open takes the shot and they're running an offense i think those stats are are indicative of what they're doing in terms of running an offense when you see them you know have a lot of guys that are getting their fill it means that they're progressing they're moving the ball around to find the open shot and not trying to force things and not running just a stagnant offense that over the last You know, 45 years you've been seeing all too often where it's a lot of stand around, let the clock tick, and chuck. Uh, And this year has been a little bit better despite the record not being outstanding. I think they can run a decent offense a good amount of the time. Um, They've most recently had five double figure scores against Georgia or Virginia Tech, excuse me, a couple of weeks ago. Um, But was that really only a week ago? Has it been that recent? What? Virginia, Georgia, Tech. Virginia Tech was just over. Yeah, a week.
0: I, I was thinking that last night while we were doing the other episode. I was like, that was a week ago. Oh my That goodness. game feels
1: so much longer. It was like a ago. month ago. Yeah. It felt like uh, I don't even know how much long ago. Like it does not feel like that game was a week ago. Um, but that's I that's too recent for this post or the point to be incredible. But uh I'm scrolling through box scores right now, and I'm at BC at this point, and they haven't done it. Uh, since then, or since at least then. So they've done it once in their last uh, one, two, three, six games. So it's not something that's happening a ton, but I'd love to see it happen. I think this is a matchup that presents the ability for it too. Uh, And I I think this is a a good team to be able to mix it up a little bit and try and get through reads and try and get through progressions to try and, those are all football terms, but I feel like I'm merging here Uh, because it's the conversation that we had. Uh, with Schrader and not throwing the ball to anyone besides Gadsden. Uh, so it's it's fresh in the mind when I have these thoughts. I just love to see the offense run, and it's almost like the the Heat when it was the big three, and they would go to LeBron, and they went to Bosh, and they went to Wade, and they asked who should take the, the game-winning shot, the game-winning shot, and it was like Ray, 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 and Ray Allen. And Ray Allen just said the open man. I want the open man mentality in this game and just get through the ball Uh, move the ball around, run an offense, setting screens, rolling, popping, everything that you would want in a functioning offense. This is the game to do it, and it's a game where there is momentum to build off of, and I would love to see, and I think that's a sign that this team is building solid momentum despite a loss to Miami that you're going to want back uh, the remainder of the season and probably into next season when you start to look back on what might have happened if a couple of games went a different way this year.
0: Yeah, and I still think, like you said, like you get this win and you're still in decent contention. Like, Obviously, like you're still looking at a bubble year, just how it is this season. Um, I think everybody, not everybody, but some people definitely had higher expectations than that with this team coming in and Bayheim kind of pumping the tires uh, of the class a little bit, maybe more than uh, reality. But if you get this win, you're still on track, and you've got three – uh, really optimal chances right ahead of you in UNC, Virginia Tech, and Virginia. And a couple of those are chances for quad one wins. So uh, Syracuse definitely not out of it yet uh, and still has a chance to really make the fans proud. And uh, I don't know if shock the nation is the right term, but it kind of is, though, because I think, you know, after last year, first sub 500 year and Bayheim's entire tenure. I think a lot of people are probably starting to write Syracuse off in the back of their heads, maybe. And I still think this team has more talent and more capability uh, than last year's team. So they've definitely got a chance at the tournament. They're still figuring things out as the people in the comments like to remind us. So we're going to give them the, uh, the slack to do that, but it is certainly crunch time and you've got to be really, Worried about not worried, but you know, careful about which games you lose because obviously they're not going to win out, but they got to be, they got to be pretty darn good um, with however many games there are left on the schedule. Still a really big chunk of ACC play, so you know, not all hope is lost, but um, they have to, they have to win this one, absolutely. Okay, uh, you want to hop into predictions? Let's do it. Um, Rock roll. Do you want me to go first, or you want to go? You can go first. I don't care. All right. So I boldly predicted a win at Miami, which I think a lot of people said, wow, this guy Bones, what a clown. But I was almost right. And I I should have been right. Um, So I'm going to try. And the thing is about this game, like, this is a classic Syracuse game to lose, right? Like, you play so well and then you play down to Georgia Tech. Like, you, like, but you, I'm going to, the thing I'm going to ride here is that. They have to figure it out sooner or later. Like it has to click and like it just has to work. And against a bad team, that's kind of your opportunity to make it work. And it's probably going to be closer than you want, but this will be a win. I'm going to predict Syracuse to win this one a one point spread. So basically a pick them. Uh, but I'm going to take the SU win in this.
1: I started this episode with a hot take. I, I, I think I got to no. continue on that train bones. I don't know if this is hot. Um, it is I don't know if this is Pandemonium. I am going to say Syracuse wins this game by twenty okay. points. All right.
0: I thought you were going to say they lose.
1: No, this is a twenty-point win for Syracuse. All right. I like that. And I, I do mean that. I look at this matchup. I look at yes, they got a couple of guys that might be able to shoot the ball. What Division One basketball team doesn't have a couple of guys that might be able to shoot the ball? Right. That is the reality. Uh, if they can play. Decent defense, which they have never been playing outstanding defense this year, but if they can hold teams to a reasonable amount, you can hold Georgia Tech to a reasonable shooting night. This is a game that Syracuse can easily run out of the gym with, and I do mean that, and I, I am trying to mentally wrap my head around a way that I don't see that happening, and I, I don't know the route that that doesn't happen. Obviously, I know the recipe is so-and-so comes in off the bench and they have a career high and put up 25 and hit eight threes, whatever it is. Yes, that could happen. Is it likely? No. But that could happen. I'm saying realistically, as I'm trying to map out a way that that, this isn't a Syracuse win, I don't see it. I I look at the games they've been playing and the way they've sort of shown out since that, that tough skid in the non-conference and and since the Illinois game where we were really questioning what this team is, what their identity is, what they have in the bag for the rest of the season. And the strides they've made have been impressive. They've been solid. Are they at a high tournament level? No, but this is a better team and a different team than we saw in that stretch. And with that mindset and looking at, you know, the way they battled to come back and win that Notre Dame game and, and the way they, they played a you know, solid game of basketball, a really, really solid game of basketball against Virginia Tech, and the way they battled back from down 21 to a single-digit loss against Virginia. right? This is a team that is getting there, and they're showing it, and they almost beat a really, really good Miami team with the worst game of the season from what many, including Jim Boeheim, refer to as the best player on this basketball team. They came and fought and down to the wire. This is a team that I think is better than, you know, a Ken Palm ranking might suggest. This is a team that I think is on the right track and has shown that for over a month at this point, in all honesty. I I think this is a game that Syracuse wins by 20. And I'm not saying that's a statement win in terms of that, in terms of the season, in terms of the resume, but I do think it's a statement win in terms of what this means in terms of the grind that this team wants to put in and what they're looking to do the rest of the season. I do think it starts with this. And even saying it starts with this doesn't feel right. Uh, it continues with this because I think the start is there and the start has been established and they just need to continue progressing and building off of what we've started to see in the last month. That was a brave Braveheart-esque
0: speech from you right there. I'm pumped. You've got me pumped, Owen. Um, all right. I believe in this team. I do. Uh, let us know if you believe in the team in the comments. Email us if you want. Follow us on the bird app. Uh, LO Syracuse, LO underscore Syracuse on the bird app. Email losyracuse Syracuse 44 at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you want to hear. Uh, we see and read everything. So we will uh, monitor all those places. But thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Syracuse once again. Uh, For your second listen, go check out the brand-new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball. Isaac and Andy bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Big-name experts, coaches, and players are going to join them. That's Lockdown College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. I'm Matt Bonaparte, he his own Valentine, and we'll see you next week.